Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com. Yeah, between Amy and Piper, it's like we can just turn the lights off in here. We've got so much pregnant glow happening up here on the stage that it's just this, this brilliance happening, right? Yeah. So I'm excited. Are you, guys, are you guys excited to hear everything that God's put in here? Yeah. And uh, I just want to pray for you. Great. If that's all right. So you. would you join with me this morning? God, we thank you for Amy. We thank you for the story that you're writing in her life right now, God between her and Joey. God, I thank you that she is called of God, that she is anointed, that you have deposited so many treasures into her spirit, God. And this morning, as she opens up the word, as she reveals Jesus to us this morning, God, I pray that our hearts would be open, our minds would be open. Holy Spirit, we pray that you deliver every word intended and purpose to go out from here and plant those seeds in our hearts not just to, to lay on the surface of our hearts, God, but to be planted deeply and to bear much fruit to your glory, Father. We thank you this morning. We are expectant of everything that you want to encourage us with. And it's in your awesome name we pray. Amen. Thanks, Amen. Luke. Good morning. Good morning. Are you guys doing all right? I am really honored and excited to be here with you guys. Um, I've been raised in this house. I've seen the Lord do many wonderful things in this place. And um, sometimes I still feel like that 10-year-old girl just in awe at the move of God. So to be up here and to have the opportunity to share with you guys on a Sunday morning is just a real blessing um, for me. To be honest, Luke called me and he said to me, He left me a voice message and he said, hey, Amy, we were just wondering if on the 20th, if you would want to share this morning. And that was it. And I thought it was a joke because I just told them I was having triplets and I'm like pregnant and that's like major hormone and I could be way unstable up here. (laughs) And, and I actually didn't want to call Luke back. So I called my dad because, you know, he's gentle with me. And I was like, hey, um, I just got this voicemail from Luke. And I was wondering if it was a joke. And um, dad just said, no, no, we were just talking and praying as the leadership team. And we just really felt like the Lord said, you should come and share. And so I got off the phone with him and I started getting really nervous, as we all do under pressure, as we start preparing for something that seems a little bit beyond our comfort zone. And in my nervousness, the Lord just simply said, Amy, you're, you are among friends and family in this place. And all I'm asking for you to do is just declare what I've already done and to bring forth the word of God. And so I just said, all right, so this morning, this is just a friend, a daughter, a sister, just sharing a little bit of what the Lord has been working into my life and what I believe he's working in each of your life because he works all of this, all of our stuff together for his glory, right? All right. So before I just jump into the word and get all passionate on you guys, um, I'm going to open up in prayer because that anchors me. So I I would just ask that you would agree. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we say yes to you this morning. 
God, as your sons and daughters, we open our ears and we open our hearts for whatever you want to say to us, however you want to transform us. Father, for those of us who have agreed that we can't change, for those of us who have fallen into the lie of just negativity and just being stuck, God, Lord, we rebuke that lie this morning in the name of Jesus, God. You are the creator of the universe, Lord. You make all things new, God. You transform us every day, Lord. Your mercies are new every single morning, So, Father, right now, I just declare that in the name of Jesus, anything that is separating any of us from moving forward and accelerating in you, Father, I ask that that would be broken this morning and that there would be freedom and breakthrough in each of our lives and then in this house, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. He's so good. So as I've been just praying and asking the Lord, God, what, what's the one thing you want me to share? How can I focus this in? Because I can rabbit trail it, okay? I love to talk. Um, and I've just been really seeking the Father, saying, God, what do you want to, me to share? And he simply said, I want you to share. I was in the shower. God speaks in the shower one morning. <laughs> and he said, He said these two things to me. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Contend for the things that have yet to be seen. Contend for breakthrough. Trust in the Lord beyond your own understanding and contend for the unmet promises of God. And how do you do both? How do you walk in both? And how do you, we're supposed to be more than conquerors. What does that look like? And that's something that the Lord has been working and digging at me over the last six years. And if you've walked with the Lord for any period of time, if you've been in the church for any period of time, either you've seen somebody go through this or you've gone through it yourself, we have a hard time trusting and waiting on the Father. It gets frustrating for us. And the funny thing is, is there's those like super Christians. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's like they can get hit by a truck and they're like, singing and dancing and like just moving forward in the Lord. Their, their anointing is just strong. It's like the favor of God is all over them. And you just kind of look at them and you go, that's nice for you. But I don't do that well with pain. I don't do that well with frustration. I don't do that well with waiting. And, and I just... I just found myself saying, God, what is the difference? Why does one person accelerate and it almost is a launching pad? The waiting period is almost a launching pad into a beautiful season. And then the next person, it like freezes them in their tracks. And several things happened. Either it's that and it freezes you in your tracks or on a more extreme example, which most of us probably know somebody like this. I have a friend, a dear friend. They've been raised in the church, came from a great home. God has used them mightily. They've ministered to many. I mean, they have 
testimony after testimony that they can share, but there's this unfortunate pattern in their life. And that pattern in is any time that there is a season of waiting and a season of having to just have faith, right? Faith is believing without seeing. We've all heard that. Anytime there's actually a season where they have to live out their faith, before you know it, they are cursing God. They have left another church. They are angry. They are in a dark, dark place. And they're just gone. And then the interesting thing is, is that after a little bit of time, things will start looking up. God will start coming through finally for them. And they're back in church, and they're praising God, and they're excited. And, you know, I look at that, and I go, I'm really glad they keep coming back to church. But something's wrong with that cycle. And something is also wrong with a cycle when we get stuck. We're not called just to be these, like, stuck people who can barely raise our hands to God is a declaration. No, we are called to move forward. We're called to move from glory to glory. You know, the, the word talks about in Hebrews, it says we're to wear loyalty and kindness around our necks at all times. And that's not just like loyalty to our mother and father. That's loyalty to our heavenly father. We're to be kind towards our father, just as he's kind towards us. First Corinthians 13 talks about that. Talks about love always hopes, always believes, always trusts. God loves us like that. And we're to be in a love relationship and love him back like that. So how do we do that? Because can you imagine if we loved God the way he loved us and trusted him in the seasons of waiting so I think it's important that we take a moment just to look at trust and waiting. Is that okay? This is like the boring part, but I like it. Um, so it's interesting. Trust in our culture, it's a funny, it's a funny thing. It's kind of used in several different ways. I might miss a point here so you guys can you know, send me an email, let me know what I miss. That's okay. Um, but in general, trust is something where if I'm, well, the way my husband and I work is he is in charge of the finances. He is very good. I mean, we talk about it. I know where everything is at, but he manages it. You guys know what I mean? Most of you, if you're married, you have that. If you're not married and you still live at home, your dad does it or your mom does it. One person manages that, and I totally trust him. I trust him completely. And if I have a question, I'll ask him here and there. But for the most part, I don't worry about it. I'm just kind of checked out from that area. I'm disengaged. It's kind of like going on vacation all the time. I'm so thankful that he wants to take that on. And I just completely disengage. And so for us in our culture, trust can quickly become a place of disengagement. It's like when you are working on a project and you divide the responsibilities. You just focus on your responsibilities and you trust that person with the rest, right? And so it can easily become a place of disengagement. Waiting is kind of the same thing. I don't know about you, but when I'm in line at the grocery store... 
and I have to wait a while. I love to pick up that People magazine and just catch up on that smut. And I totally disengage on what's happening around me. Waiting, though, can also be a very negative thing in our culture. It's a thing that we are not being productive. We are not accomplishing what we need to. That's why we have our smartphones and we get those out. And, you know, if, if oh, the DMV. Who hates the DMV? I, dear Jesus, I, I need some deliverance. I'm going to talk to Ed. Um, I one time had to wait in the DMV for five hours with my sister Mindy and her newborn baby. She was going to come on this quick errand with me. And I waited there for five hours to get my marriage license stamped. After the five hours, I got up there and they said, we can't stamp this for you because you needed to mail it in and we were going to give you another stamp and then you bring it back in and then we give you the third stamp. And I, I walked out of there. Mm, I, I was... I was declaring that I was not making dinner that night for Joey. He sent me to the DMV without the proper stamp. And I was just, waiting is very, very negative. We get frustrated in the waiting. You know, I'm, I'm the worst at, at restaurants. I think it, here's, here's the root cause of that. I'm, I'm the sixth child of 12, And eating is very important. You do not miss a meal in our house. If you miss a meal, it's gone. And there may not be leftovers. Okay? And my mom was a pretty good cook. And my favorite meal growing up was macaroni and cheese. I mean... I still, it's still one of my favorites. And I used to get so nervous because I'm the sixth. So I did, obviously I didn't get the first helping. I mean, so my brothers and sisters would pass this thing around and I would watch the bowl of macaroni go around the table. And I would get so upset with Jason and Josh dumping loads of macaroni on. And I wanted there to be seconds too, you know, like, I was so anxious about waiting for my food. My husband says, <laughs> he, this is what he says, I don't know if I black out or not. He says, okay, first of all, if I feel like I'm waiting too long for my food at the restaurant, I get the, I get the crazy eye. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? And the crazy eye is you are looking to make eye contact with any employee in that place. You're not just looking for your waitress. You are looking for the busser. You're looking for the hostess. And the moment somebody there that works there that makes eye contact with you, you are going to lock in with them and they are going to know you're upset. And you're just going to have, they're going to have to take care of your problem and make sure your food gets checked on. Well, my husband said as, as the waitress brings our food He says, mid-air, as the food is coming on the table, I have my fork and I'm starting to take my first bite. That's what he says. I don't know. But waiting can be a very, very negative thing. Um, and And it can also be a place of disengagement. We just zone out. Um... But it's interesting with the Word of God. The Word of God, first of all, trust is a really... It's talked about a lot in the Bible. It's talked about 147 times the word is mentioned in the Bible. And um, it is, you know, we all know the verses, lean not on your own understanding. God works all things together for his good. Um, The word wait, waiting has four different meanings in the Greek. The second most common used word for the word wait, meaning, 
is one and the same as the word trust. The way it describes it, it's like a rope. It's, they're intertwined, and, and they, are, they are used interchangeably. And trusting and waiting on the, on the Lord go hand in hand. And waiting in the Bible is actually a word of engagement. If you have your Bibles, you can go to Psalms 136. It says, my soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. Indeed, more than watchmen for the morning. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. Watchmen are not taking a nap. They are eager for the morning. They are in a place of engagement. They are dying for the morning to come so that they can have the breakthrough that they need, which is rest. Watchmen are eager. It is a place of engagement. Waiting on the Lord is a place of engagement. And here's the good stuff. You guys ready? The reason I'm sharing this with you guys this morning is because with where our church is at, with contending for the presence of God and asking the Lord to come in and transform our families and our communities around us, we must know how to wait on the Father. Waiting is an opportunity for an upgrade in the Lord. Guys, God is about ready. He's already in the midst of it. He's been doing a new thing in this place. And if, if some of us keep checking out like we naturally do, because some of us, we live out of our soul. We don't know how to live out of our spirit. And our, living out of your spirit is where you are able to engage in what God is doing in the waiting And if, if as a church, if we will wake up and if we will w- move in that, the life and the anointing that will flow in this place, there will be a steadiness in this house that cannot be broken. And, you know, here's just a little bit of my story. About six years ago, things were looking pretty good for me. And then over the course of a couple years, things started to feel very out of control. Lost love, loved ones, loved ones were sick, job changes, moves, everything. And then for me, I, I thought I was trusting in the Lord. I really did. Because I was kind of the middle person. I wasn't going to denounce God. I loved God. But he had me in the season of waiting. And I, I just thought I had to like sit there. And it... And I got stuck. And I found myself in a place of apathy that I called trust. A place of numbness. A place that I was checked out internally that I called trust in waiting on the Lord. There was no contending for breakthrough. I remember Piper Hawkins Ooh, that girl, or it's not Hawkins, that's her maiden name, Piper Kevin, sorry. Um, 
she preached a word on contending at camp for on on just contending for pressing into the Lord for breakthrough. And I'll tell you what, I was so offended. And I had to go get before the Lord. And the Lord said, I was like, God, I'm trusting you. I'm not supposed to fight you. I don't have to keep on asking. I don't have to. I'm trusting you. I've laid that down at your feet. I'm trusting you. And God said, but you've stopped asking and you've stopped seeking. And we barely talk anymore. And. The needle on the haystack for me was, many of you know I'm pregnant. Luke, Luke let the cat out of the bag to everyone. I'm having triplets. We are so excited. Um, but about four years ago, we started trying to start a family, and it just wasn't happening. And I didn't understand because I was a Robertson girl. I mean, I was wondering if I was really my parents or not. <laughs> And it, it became a very big place of frustration. A very, um, I was like trying to trust the Lord. I was white knuckling it. And it wasn't working. And then I became even more numb to try to cope with the pain. That's what we think we do as Christians as we're waiting on God on something that's really frustrating. Maybe some of you in here, you feel called to bring the word of God. Maybe you feel called to lead worship. Maybe you feel called just to befriend people and lead them to the heart of Christ, to accept Christ for the first time. Maybe you have visions of being an amazing artist that just draws people to the heart of God. Maybe you're a prominent businessman and you just feel like God has positioned you in that field so that you can influence the world around you in that area. Whatever it is for you, the Lord puts these dreams in our hearts. And sometimes it just doesn't happen. And we numb out and we become apathetic and we just go, well, God, whenever you want to do it, just let me know. And we go about our business on our iPhone, on our world, whatever we're doing. But we numb out. We do the complete opposite that waiting is meant for. And for me, I I found myself in a very broken spot. And I couldn't, I was weeping all the time. I could barely talk to my husband. And one day, it it was right before summer camp, and I was about ready to call Jamie up and quit um, because I was just so messed up internally. And I, I ended up calling my brother Jason And I was just crying. And he picks up the phone and he says to me, as he always does, Hey, sweetie, what's up? And I just said, Jason, I know the Lord loves me. I know he has a plan for me. I'm not angry at God. But Jason, I'm in pain. I don't understand why he has put this call on my life to be a mother. Why he has has laid this on me. And then now I'm just stuck. And it hurts. And I don't know how to cope. I don't know how to keep moving forward in the Lord. And Jason's response to me was, Amy, I don't know what the Lord is doing in you right now. But I do know that the Lord has a plan for this season. And so my prayer for you is not that you would have breakthrough. 
But my prayer for you is that you would have a full revelation of everything that the Lord is doing in this season of waiting right now, that you would get everything that the Father wants you to get in this season of pain and waiting, that you would be willing to walk through the fire and do what he's called you to do so that when the breakthrough comes, honey, you are ready. And I hung up the phone, and honestly, I was a little shocked. And I got on my knees, and I just said, Lord, I don't understand. It's beyond me. But God, I do trust you. So God, show me what to do. And I just simply felt the Holy Spirit say, Amy, what have I given you? And the Lord said to me, I said, God, you've given me my husband. You've given me the youth at this church to invest in. And you've given me my family. And he said, pour into that. And open your heart up. What happened for me when I started doing that, when I, we get so caught up, guys, in what God is not doing what he's not doing, that we miss everything else that he is doing. And that cycle needs to be broken. And as I started as an act of worship, as an act of God, I'm going to trust you. This is my trust. I'm going to, I'm going to love the hell out of these kids. Uh, You know what the Lord started doing? He started revealing to me my heavenly identity. He started showing to me and downloading me who I was in the kingdom and the call on my life. He started showing me that I was a spiritual mother. He started showing me the call to teach. He started showing me the life that I had been missing for several years. And it just like, instead of striving and being broken in that season, I was thriving. I was thriving. What is so amazing about the kingdom of God is in a season of drought, there is a harvest. There's a harvest in the season of drought in the kingdom of God. We do not serve a hopeless God. He is the God of hope. But we got to wake up, church. We got to wake up. We have to stop being so scared to walk in the spirit. The spirit is what sets us free, church. And listen, I've been in the church my whole life. I've seen people abuse it, and I've seen people bring glory to God through it. But if you have a sincere heart towards the Lord, the spirit of God is the biggest anointing, the biggest life. It'll just, it will set you free. And so this morning, I just want, I'm just, I'm going to land here. And I just want you guys to take a moment and ask yourself, where have you been? Have you been checking out? Have you been on autopilot in your walk with God? Have you been back and forth to the Father, cursing him one moment and praising him the next? Or have you been in a place of engagement where God can bring life and transformation to you? And so what we're going to do, 
I'm going to close with a scripture and prayer. And if you identify with this, if this is something where the Lord is saying to you, it's time to engage. Stop checking out. Because God has many good things for you. He wants to accelerate you in your call. He wants to set you free. If that's you, I just want you to hold out your hands. I'm going to read Isaiah 40. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Father, I thank you that as we wait on you with engagement, Lord, as we hold out our hands to you and we just say yes to you, God, God, I thank you that you are going to renew our strength. God, I thank you that you bring life to the barren areas. Father, I thank you, Lord, that the waiting prepares us for the breakthrough, Father. God, I thank you that we move from glory to glory, that we move from trust to trust, Father. And God, I I just praise you that you are getting your church ready for the next season, Lord. And the same thing that Jason said to me, Father, I pray that wherever each individual is at in this room, I ask that they would have a full revelation of what you're wanting to do in them right now and that there would be an acceleration of engagement and trust. And Lord, that your glory would just come. In Jesus' name, amen. Good work.